Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Sometimes in a state of uncertainty, we cling to things or people, hoping that everything will work out in the end. Pastor J.D. reminds us today that we're walking in a world of uncertainty. There's division on every corner. There are things that we just can't talk about. Instead of clinging to any earthly thing, put your hope in Jesus. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 13th, 2022. What I'm going to do for today's update (laughs) is I'm going to borrow this metaphorical idiom of the elephant in the room concerning the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Doubtless you know that this idiom speaks of an obvious and enormous issue that everyone knows about, but no one talks about. And the reason is because it's so controversial and divisive, and as such it makes people so uncomfortable, and so much so that they unfriend us on social media just saying, but it's just avoided and ignored entirely because no one wants to talk about this elephant in the room. Well, the elephant that I need to talk with you about today is that of the seriousness, and I mean seriousness, and the swiftness with which Bible prophecy is unfolding. Namely, as it relates to what's now happening in the world, being exactly what we're told will happen at the end of the world. I realize I'm being somewhat generic, but if you'll hear me out, I will be more specific. Scripture is replete with prophecies about the time of the end. And one of the most encouraging of all comes from the Savior Himself in the Gospel of Luke, the 21st chapter. In response to a question from the disciples concerning the signs of the end of the age and the return of the Savior, Jesus answers their questions, plural, by telling them and describing for them what the signs will be at the time of the end. And then, 
after he does this and answers them, he tells them in verse 28 of Luke 21, now when these things begin to happen, key word, begin to happen, here's what you do. Look up and lift up your heads. Why? Because your redemption draws near. Notice what he doesn't say. And again, please, I would just ask that you hear me out and don't get mad at me yet. I'll give you a reason to get mad at me here shortly, so, but now's not the time. (laughs) Notice what Jesus doesn't say. He doesn't say, when you see these things that I just described for you, listed for you, these signs that will mark the end of the age and my return. He doesn't say, when you see these things begin to happen, rise up. Rather, he says, look up. Okay, just again, hang in there with me. Doubtless you've probably heard this or even done this yourself. Uh, You're there at a crosswalk and at an intersection, you know, the don't walk, and, and you're just waiting, and there's a bunch of people around you, and you start looking up. Oh good, you're with me so far, right? Everybody's going, what? What, what, what are you looking at? Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Jesus is coming. Ah, you're one of those. Yeah, I'm one of those. Look up. Don't look out. Don't look at. Look up. Don't rise up. No, look up, because your redemption draws near. Now, I want to sort of... um, when I say this, I I need to sort of qualify it, because everything, and when I say everything, I mean everything. I know that's deeply profound. But everything that's beginning to happen points to the imminent rapture of the church and the commencement of the seven-year tribulation. And we need to talk about that. Let me say the same thing in a different way. There is no thing that is happening in the world today that does not point to the rapture of the church and the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. Nothing that's happening. Again, everything that's happening, and when I say everything, you can make a list as long as you want. Everything on that list points to the imminent rapture of the church. Now let's get a little more specific here. I want to address specifically two of the many prophecies, and there are many prophecies, but these two in particular. And the first one is concerning the controlled demolition of the economy globally. We need to talk about how empty the shelves are in the stores. 
That's the elephant in the room. And we also need to talk about the prices of what is left on those shelves in the store. Bible prophecy tells us that that's what's going to happen. And it's beginning to happen. What's the second one? Well, specifically it's something we address, it seems now, on a weekly basis, and rightfully so. But it is the beginning of this demonic genocide globally. It is happening in real time, at breakneck speed, right before our very eyes, exactly as Bible prophecy says it will. And one need look no further than to Bible prophecy just in the book of Revelation to connect the prophetic dots, as it were, to what's now happening. The reason being is that the book of Revelation foretells this in prophetic and graphic detail. And when I say graphic, <laughs> well actually that's one of the reasons I would suggest that many a Christian stays completely away from the book of Revelation. They do so under the banner of it's too hard to understand. It's so graphic, it's so catastrophic, it's so cataclysmic, it's so apocalyptic, which by the way, <laughs> in the original language of the Greek New Testament, the word apocalypsos means revelation. And <laughs> stay with me on this, revelation, revelation, it's a revealing and unveiling revelation, apocalypsos, of that which is going to happen yet future. That's what the book of Revelation is. Can I say it like this? <laughs> it's a very revealing book. There, that worked. We'll leave it at that. Quit while I'm ahead, I guess. Okay, so prophetic and graphic detail. Details about the technology the Antichrist will use to control the world's population. And again, when I say detail, I mean detail. We have specificity in these prophecies concerning the details. And then, not just the control of the world's population, but graphic details about the massive deaths of the world's population. This will find its fulfillment ultimately in the tribulation. However, we're already beginning to see it now prior to the tribulation. This is the aforementioned elephant in the room that we need to talk about, and if you'll kindly allow me to, we're going to do just that. Please hear my heart on this. What follows is only for those who have discerning ears willing to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If you don't have ears to hear 
then what I'm going to share with you today is not going to be well received. I'll start with a prophecy specific to the collapse of the financial system, which we have a detailed description of in the book of Revelation, vis-a-vis this description of hyperinflation that is seemingly created by what we're seeing begin to happen now with this demonic pre-planned crisis. I'd like to draw your attention to Revelation chapter 6. This is in the tribulation, arguably at the beginning of the tribulation. And here's how I get there. Chapters 6 through 19, all of those chapters in Revelation are about the seven-year tribulation. So here in chapter 6 we have the prophecies about these sealed judgments, these riders on the horses. And in verse 5 we're told, when the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse, its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Scales being symbolic of trade, buying and selling. In that day they would weigh by way of a scale. If you wanted to buy a pound of something, they would put a one pound weight on one side and the one pound of whatever you were buying on the other side, and that was the scale by which they measured the amount that you were buying. That's what this prophecy is about. Verse 6, Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages, and six pounds of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. What? Oh, it looks like it will take the amount of money you would make in one day just to be able to buy the ingredients to make some bread. It's going to take a day's wages. That's called hyperinflation. That's if you can find it on the shelf, by the way. This uh, do not damage the oil and the wine that speaks of wealth, which would seem to imply that the wealthy are untouched. I'm not going to go there today. Don't need to. You know what's happening right now, right? Verse 7. When the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Okay, do you see a connection here between the third and fourth seal? So the third seal, it's a 
basically a matter of survival. If you can, and there's two presuppositions actually. The first presupposition is that you are working and earning a wage. And the second presupposition is that you're going to be able to find wheat and barley, and that day's wage is what it's going to take to buy just that wheat and barley. Can I say famine? That's what it is, and that's the connection with this fourth seal judgment. But notice there's not just famine and plague, but sword, war, violence, lawlessness. Now there are some thoughts concerning what the wild beasts of the earth are. We're not going to be here to find out, thankfully. (laughs) But needless to say, you've got a list of four things here that we're told are going to kill 25% of the earth's population. Uh, Let's do some math real quick to put this into perspective. So let's just say for purpose of discussion that the population of the earth today is, we'll just round it off to 8 billion with a B. It's about 7.9 billion. Uh, Don't tell Bill Gates that. (laughs) Too late, he already knows. Sorry. So let's just round it off to 8 billion. Now let's go to our Bibles, because that's the final word, by the way, right? So, well, yeah, but they're saying that. I don't care what they're saying. Well, they're talking about that. Why aren't you talking about that? Because uh, I want to talk about this. (laughs) Uh, And by the way, (laughs) it needs to be talked about. So what my Bible says is that a fourth of the population of the earth, again arguably at the beginning of the seven year tribulation, is going to be killed. So what's 25% of 8 billion? 2 billion with a B people. Okay. (laughs) Aren't you so glad you came today? (laughs) Wow, Pastor J.D., you just have a way of is so perky. Ah, so I'm not perky anymore. So just the third seal of hyperinflation, and with it the fourth seal of death by sword, famine, plague, and wild beasts will kill two billion people. Okay, now we have a question. What's the question? Are we beginning to see that happen? Answer, yes. We're seeing this hyperinflation. Oh, it's, <laughs> this is child's play compared to what is going to happen during the seven year tribulation. But we're already beginning to see it in concert with this global genocide of the world's population. I'll start with the third seal of hyperinflation by referring you to an update we did back on December 6th of 2020 titled The Great Setup. 
In it, we looked at a 12-step outline of sorts that I had permission to share from an online member who has tremendous insight into this. Well, he emailed me again this week with an update based on what's now happening, and here we are about a year plus later, and everything he said would happen is beginning to happen exactly as he said it would. And he outlines and argues the reasons as to where this is going and why this is happening. And based on that, you can basically come up with this conclusion. And the conclusion is hyperinflation, which by the way, is, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me just share with you, and then maybe I'll expound or comment on it as we go through this. I want to share with you what he emailed me this week. He says, I wanted to give you a little update on something that I'm keeping my eye on from a monetary perspective. I have to admit that I was initially surprised by Boris Johnson's sudden reversal on all COVID restrictions for the UK. I have evaluated this move in light of my opinion that, and I want you to listen very carefully, the response to COVID-19 was not related to a health crisis, but used to manage a monetary crisis. Hang on to that. I postulated that the lockdowns were really intended to slow the velocity of money in order to allow central banks and governments to print and inject tens of trillions of dollars of currency into the system, preventing an early collapse. The lockdown slowed the velocity of money and inflationary spike that would have occurred if economies were running wide open. This maintained the purchasing power of the currencies while governments bought corporate debt and indirectly acquired the means of production through bond purchases. If we see a rapid reversal of the lockdown policy globally, as we saw in the UK, then this may be the signal that the inflationary trap has been set, and it's time to open up the economy and let the velocity of money spike, leading to very high rates of inflation. Very high rates of inflation will trigger a crisis in the debt markets as bondholders sell bonds because the real rate of return turns sharply negative. This sell-off will result in rapidly rising bond yields and interest rates, including corporate debt and mortgage rates. A collapsing debt market will pull down the stock and real estate markets as the cost of debt service cuts into corporate bottom lines and rising mortgage rates, making housing unaffordable. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.